Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Chicago Bulls Sports Ethos Podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am going to be flying solo today to broke tonight to break down, to broke down, to break down a 103-112 loss by your Chicago Bulls to the Sacramento Kings of all people. The Kangs. Yeah, I'm breaking down a loss. That is the sad, sad reality of this. Uh, my guy Trey. Uh, will not be joining us because he is on the East Coast. Uh, obviously, it's about 1 a.m., one no, sorry, 12.30 over there at this point uh, on the East Coast, so I'm not going to expect him to uh, join us. I'll break it down for you, man. Um, the Bulls just freaking got outplayed, man. It's just, there's, like, there's not a whole lot to tell you about that. The Bulls came out with a lackluster, piss-poor effort in the first half, and, uh, you know, but made a valiant effort to to come back in the second half and fell short. And that's the the reality and that's the 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 game script. Uh that's what happened. <laughs> and I mean we all saw it. Uh you know, end show. Uh but no, but we'll go into a little bit more uh, uh detail here. Uh listeners, please take a moment to follow at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. It's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Uh again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Please go follow it now. Um so yeah, I didn't uh, get a chance to watch the first quarter. Uh, I'm so ticked off at NBA League Pass, man. I, I pay for League Pass. Um, I've got the team pass, obviously, for the Bulls, just for the Bulls only. And uh, uh, for whatever reason, my app just, like, won't load the video. And, like, I've had to, like, clear the cache and clear the memory and then uninstall and reinstall it several times. And it works sometimes and today it just freaking wouldn't. Um, so, anyways, I missed the first quarter. I tuned in, basically, right when the Bulls were going in that 7-0 run in the second. So, everything was looking kind of up for us. Uh, and, then of course, we just sucked it up after that. Um, but, man, it, I came in at the right time to see my guy Tristan Thompson uh, being impactful, uh, you know, back-to-back steals and blocks on a couple of plays leading to transition points. The Bulls were creating offense off of their defense. Everything was looking good. Even though the Bulls were down, I wasn't feeling too bad about it. Um, but then, you know, of course, like like I said, the you know, the, the Kings – give the Kings some credit here because it wasn't just the Bulls being totally, you know, lackluster. Um it's just about uh, the Kings had a game plan coming into this. And the Bulls just, their game plan was just, you know, hey, we're a better team. We're going to come in and, and destroy them, which it, that's that's a reality. That's what they should have done. The Kings doubled DeMar, trapped him, took the ball out of his hands, forced other people to beat him. Zach, Zach Levine had a terrible, terrible first half. No, no, no way around it. No cutting the mustard there. It, it just was, it was awful. Play like boo boo, doo doo butter. Um, 
Vucevic, uh, you know, played pretty well tonight. He had a 10 of 22 from the field, 23 points, 10 rebounds, a couple assists, no blocks or steals. But um, I can't really put a lot of this on Vooch. I know I usually use him as my whipping boy, uh, especially on the defensive side. Um, but I can't tonight, man. I think he played a, a very decent game. You know, he has some bonus here. And Sabonis is a very talented player. And you know, you wanted to, you want to see some games that are at playoff atmosphere. This is one of those games, man. And I know the Kings, you know, you might laugh at that and say, but the Kings, the playoff atmosphere, come on, Keith. Um, I mean, the Kings, when they're healthy and they have all their guys, they're a decent team. They're a pretty good team. The Kings are 13th in the Western Conference right now. Um, they're still trying to figure it out with all these new pieces, but, uh, but you got some bonus in there. You got De'Aaron Fox in there. Uh, Davion Mitchell just went crazy tonight. I, I don't know what got into him, man, but, uh, that guy was insane. Uh, you've got Harrison Barnes. This is a very decent team and they brought the intensity tonight and the way that the refs were calling this game, the refs are like already in playoff mode, which is really concerning to me. If you're a Bulls fan, you need to be concerned with what's, with what's been happening the last few weeks, as far as like the refs kind of swallowing the whistles and letting people play more physical, and the physicality is really getting to the Bulls. Um, now, I did see some things I liked tonight in that second half. In that second half, especially Zach Levine, man. Zach Levine was just willing his way to the basket, and, uh, you know, DeMar was doing his thing, too, uh, here and there. DeMar didn't have a fantastic game. What did he finish with, like, 20 points or something like that? Let me see. Uh, DeMar finished with 21 points, 7-17 from the field, 7-7 from the line. It wasn't his best game either, uh, but like I said, you know, the uh, Kings were taking the ball out of his hand, out of his hands, um, forcing other people to beat him. And and that's where Zach needs to step up. Um, love what I saw from Zach, just taking to the hole, uh, going into contact, finishing over contact in that second half. He was 8 of 18 from the field, 2 of 7 from beyond the arc, uh, 9 of 9 from the line. He did get to the line nine times, which is nice. Six assists and just a couple turnovers. I thought this was a, a decent Zach Levine game all around. Um, but it was a tale of two halves, man. That first half was really brutal to watch. Second half, he was incredible. Um, if he could have played like the second half, the first half, I think the Bulls win this. I mean, that's all it takes is one player uh, getting their head out of their butts and playing a little bit better. I'm just frustrated, man. I'm so frustrated. Bulls really could not aff afford to lose this basketball game, man. It is um, obviously a very tight race in the Eastern Conference. Um, the Bulls are currently now three and a half games behind the Miami Heat. Um, Boston Celtics are four games behind, so they're just a half game behind us. Um, the Sixers, who lost tonight, are three games behind the Miami Heat. He had a chance to jump them. Didn't happen. Um, the Bucks, I think, are still playing. It looks like they're probably going to beat the Utah Jazz right now. They're up four with 27 seconds left. So, um, but could have, you know, it, it maybe, maybe Utah comes out of here. Maybe we could have gained some ground on, on the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, this is just so frustrating because the, the schedule just get, does not get easier. This is a game that the Bulls needed to win. They did. And, and I think that they'll probably pull out a win against a team that they shouldn't beat. You know, they've got the Jazz and the Suns coming up. They've got the Bucks coming up. And I mean, I, I don't think watching this team night in and night out i don't think i can honestly with a straight face tell you guys i favor the bulls in any of those matchups the raptors are in there too i mean i don't think the raptors are, are hard for us to overcome and beat uh that's a home game also so i'm expecting the bulls to win that one they have to absolutely not if they've dropped this one they have to win that one we had haze on maybe we're talking about maybe 10 or 11 wins but if you don't pull out wins like this that's not gonna happen there's no way 
I said nine and seven for me personally. I think that would be a good run here for those last 16 games. Uh, now we're one and one in those last 16 games. So uh, I thought eight and eight was probably the realistic thing. And, uh, you know, I think it probably plays out that way. I don't know. Uh, obviously, a lot of basketball they played, a lot of questions. You can't really, uh, you know, say definitively uh, they're going to win this game, going to lose this game. So. Uh, but hey, you know, while I got a moment here and I'm just collecting my thoughts, I want to tell you guys about our brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you get signed up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Uh, again, that is code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com, where I lost money tonight too. So, so that's a, another thing to make me pissed off tonight, man. I'm angry, but I'm holding it pretty well. I'm not as uh, angry as I've been in past shows. So, uh, but yeah, it is really frustrating, man. It is just so frustrating to see the Bulls just come out, just freaking lay an egg, man. Every time it happens, it's frustrating, but. We're, we're in crunch time now, man. Everything just means so much more. I mean, playoffs are right around the corner. I mean, we're talking about the Bulls sliding to fifth and playing, you know, 5-4 against the Celtics. And, like, that's that's almost seeming like the preferable thing, right? We don't want to slip to sixth and then we get, um, you know, the Bucks or, or we get the Sixers. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big In round one. Do you think the Bulls win that that series? Ask yourself in your heart of hearts, did the Bulls win that series? I don't think so. I don't think anyone can really answer that uh, definitively that way. Can they? I mean, you know, there's a chance, of course. Uh, everyone gets healthy. That's the one question mark here, as we mentioned with Hayes yesterday, is uh, what do these Bulls look like defensively when they are fully healthy? Because right now they're just absolute dog Hmm, doo-doo. I'll say doo-doo. <laughs> I think we all know where I was going with that one. Uh, it's just, it's frustrating to watch that side of the basketball, man. And that's even in wins. It's frustrating to watch that side of the basketball. And, the, the you know, defensive lapses, again, did the Bulls in tonight. You know, going down the stretch, we're seeing guys lose people uh, heading to the basket, cutting to the basket, giving up layups at the rim. Uh, I think the Bulls, for the most part, last second half, Outside of that crunch time, last five, four minutes of the game, they uh, uh, they really did put up a, a pretty good effort at the rim. I felt like their interior defense, they just really ramped up to 11, man. And uh, it was really, really nice to see because they were really challenging Sabonis. Uh, They're challenging Darren Fox. They're challenging uh, Harrison Barnes at the rim, creating turnovers, making them travel and, and commit you know, offensive flaws and charges. And. Uh, I, I mean, I love seeing that, and I want to see more of it. So, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. It's not all bad. Um, but that's just stretches of the game, man. And that's one of the hardest things as a human being to, to like, recognize and see is, is, is you know, am I thinking about 
what just happened before my eyes in the last two or three minutes? Or am I thinking about this on a longer view? And like, can I see that even though they played a good solid three or four, five, six, seven, eight minutes even of interior defense through the whole of the game? Can we honestly say to ourselves, this was a good defensive effort? I mean, that first half exists in this in this game. And then even to extrapolate on that, you know, can I say over the course of the last 10 games, the Bulls will play great defense? No, of course not. Even and even me, even last uh, game against the Cavaliers, where we held them to 91 points, I didn't fully think that that was a Bulls defense. I thought uh, the Cavs looked very tired on the second half of the back-to-back. And uh, missed some shots. They missed some shots. Um, the Kings tonight shot 47.6% from the field. Bulls shot 40.9%. Um Kings got a lot of easy looks. That's what happens. That's that inflates your your free goal percentage. So um, not just you know watching the box scores, watching the game makes sense. Makes total sense. Bulls turned the ball over thirteen times. Kings turned it over fifteen times. Um, Bulls had their chances to win, man. And uh, even though they just had an absolute stinker of a first half, uh, absolutely had their chances to win here. Uh, just didn't happen for us. Um, yeah, Davion Mitchell. Let me talk about this guy here. Let me talk a little bit about these Kings players that uh, that did play well. Davion Mitchell, man, he uh, had himself a night. He shot seven of fourteen from the field, two of four from the on the arc, so fifty percent from the field, sixteen points, couple assists. He had a couple big time steals also. Um, I like this man, this guy, man, off night. Uh, I've always been in this guy's corner. Uh, I love a guy that plays, you know, some scrappy, great defense. And I thought he got a little bit overzealous at times and uh, got called for the fouls on DeRozan on Zach Levine. But uh, for the most part, man, he he brought it tonight and uh, showed me, you know, what I was hoping to see out of him, which is a, a hard-nosed defender. Uh, but he can also knock down some shots. And uh, Dante DiVincenzo moving into the starting lineup tonight with no uh, Justin Holiday. Justin Holiday had an illness that he was dealing with. So uh, double D, Dante, big ragu. Uh, also, a very, very stellar and uh, above average defensive player. And I thought that was actually a big key for them was having uh, Dante DiVincenzo in there to uh, give DeMar problems in the double team, uh, to have active hands. Him and Davion Mitchell, uh, and to other, a certain extent, uh, even Jaron Fox and, and uh, Harrison Barnes. Uh, just, man, it, it was a good defensive scheme. And, uh, you know, we talked about Billy Donovan, and what his maybe lack of uh, ability to adjust means for the playoffs. And, uh, you know, I think from the first half to the second half, they adjusted. The Bulls weren't settling for jumpers. They weren't asking DeMar to do too much. You know, they were uh, getting the ball to the guy where the defender was closing out on him and the guy with the defender closing out on him was going to the basket, absorbing contact, and uh, mostly finishing. So, you know, I think there was some adjustments there, but man, I just think about that first half. It's like, uh, it's hard to say that, uh, you know, this is the best game that I've seen Billy Don coach. I mean, that's, that's just not, not true. Um, so, you know, jury's still out there. I think, uh, overall Donovan's done a great job. Um, but there are times like this where I just get frustrated with, uh, our lack of, uh, creativity, lack of creativity, lack of, uh, ability to adjust on the fly. No, no adaptability. 
Um, second chance buckets killed us again. Let me see. I, I don't even know what the offensive rebounds were. It looks like the Kings grabbed seven of them and the Bulls grabbed nine. So actually the Bulls grabbed a little bit more. That's not what I was expecting at all. But, um, you know, in that first half, especially, uh, it just felt like the Kings were getting their hands on loose balls and, uh, Bulls just had inability to secure the basketball off of a miss. Um, it, it's just really disheartening when you're on a basketball court, you play great defense and I, you know, like, let me point to that Vucevic uh, possession where he played fantastic defense on Sabonis, and he got called for a really bullcrap foul. That, that foul was not a foul, if you remember. Um, Sabonis traveled with the basketball, which they didn't call. Whatever. It's the NBA. Uh, that, that crap happens all the time. But then Vuce goes up and contests perfectly vertical. Doesn't even leave his feet. Just straight up with his hands. You are allowed to do that. That is your that is your number one defensive move when a shot goes up. Gets a hand on the ball. And they call a foul. And I didn't have the sound, so I don't know if maybe – I know they showed the replay a couple times. I didn't see a foul. Maybe Stacey and, and Adam were talking about, you know, hey, this guy slapped him on the butt or something. I Who knows? I did not see a foul. And that is just so disheartening as a defender, especially somebody that people like to rag on you for your defense. And Vooch is not a bad defender. Vooch has limitations as a defender, but he's not a bad defender. But that is just such a disheartening thing when you play great defense, do everything you're supposed to do, contest a shot, get a block, and then suddenly it's like, oh, no, wait, no, this is a foul. It's like all that effort's wasted. And then so, like, you know, when the next time comes around, when when Sabonis is – traveling towards you and, you know, throwing his shoulder and trying to get to the rim. What's your first thought? Is your first thought going to be, hey, I'm going to do the same thing I did last time, which is exactly what you should do. No, your thought is, you know, oh, my gosh, I got called for a foul last time. Probably just call me for a foul again. So why would I, you know. And th and that's not, like, you're not thinking that actively in a basketball game when you're running your top speed and all that. But that's in the back of your mind, for sure. Mm. Mm. That was frustrating. Uh... Let me talk about um, <laughs> let me talk about the Bulls with two shot clock violations against the Kings, the Sacramento Kings. There was twice in that first half that they couldn't even get a shot off. So this is what we're talking about with Leon. You know, lack of uh, adjusting, lack of uh, lack of um, offensive awareness, lack of awareness, I'd say. And it's everybody. It's not just Donovan. It's the players too. Obviously, the players are on the on the basketball court. The players are making the plays. But um, you you would think that the Bulls would be able to get a shot off with with Demar Derozan, Zach Levine, Nikola Vucevic on the court. And even if they're not on the court, you know Kobe Kobe White. I mean, these guys are very skilled offensive players. Somebody's got to get a shot off. Just lack of awareness there. Just, just not mentally prepared to play this game. Uh, um, so we're talking about Zach Levine as, as a potential max player, right? And that first half, if you watch that tonight and and we're thinking about that, you're probably going, what in the world? There's no way I'm giving this guy a max contract. But then the second half, you see this guy, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this guy can, you know, score over anybody like he had so much confidence and so much pep in his step and uh it was really a joy to see i know he missed that one layup 
which everyone's going to hone in on and say, oh, well, he's not healthy. Like, this guy's not. Like, okay, maybe he's not, and he he says he's not. So, yeah, I, I mean, you're right. He's not entirely healthy. But I think you're seeing an 85 90% Zach Levine, which is good enough to score, you know, drop 20 on your head easily. Hopefully 30. That's what we need him to do, man. And, and we need him to take control when the team needs a bucket. And he did that in the third quarter. Um, third quarters from Zach Levine, man, he just uh, he just goes wild in them oftentimes. I like to see it. So uh, interesting question, though. You know, is this guy worth a max contract, uh, even with his flaws on the defensive side, even with his, um, you know, inconsistency in this game? Sometimes his inconsistency with, with clutch moments. It's a question, man. It is a question. And, you know, I think uh, Hayes, Trey, myself, in the last episode, we all agreed he is. I don't think you're going to budge me off of that that easily. I mean, one game is definitely not going to do it. But it's something that we need to keep bringing up on this show. It's something we need to keep bringing up as Bulls fans. Because we do need to have some concerns, I think. Um, let me talk a little bit about Alex Caruso because Alex Caruso had that freaking ridiculous uh, run at the end of the third. It was like a minute left in the third where he ran from the opposite side of the court, head down, caught the ball handler. I think it was, was it Metu? It was, uh, I'm not sure who it was. Whoever was going to the rim for a layup, he saves the layup by fouling him probably. It was probably a foul on, his, on, on the ball handler's forearm. But whatever, made the effort. Uh, even if it was a foul, it was a smart play because it saves a, a layup. And then, not only that, but this dude gets down the court ahead of everybody and and uh, and draws a foul on his own layup. And that was just incredible. And this guy goes, 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 goes 100 miles an hour the entire game, uh, which is a lot of fun to watch, man. It is so much fun to watch, and it is infectious because I know we've been saying, you know, the Crusoe effect, uh, like half jokingly, but it is, man. It is infectious when you see somebody just going out there, going balls to the wall at all times, trying to win a basketball game. That makes you want to do the same thing. I love having him back, man. I love Caruso. I, th I hope he uh, sticks around and, and doesn't get hurt again, uh, you know, the rest of the season and, and the Bulls find some success in the playoffs, but... That trap on DeRozan, giving the Bulls problems offensively. And, uh, you know, the shot clock violations, the uh, bad shots, the, you know, turnovers, all a result of uh, of the Kings just, just doing that trap and, and having a, a solid game plan there. And then I don't understand why, but they inexplicably went away from it in the second half. And that's when DeRozan kind of took the cap off the hoop and uh, went and scored it. Maybe they were trying to conserve energy to – because they're getting tired? I, I don't know. I don't know why they took it off, because it was just so effective. And that's when the Bulls made their run, though. And, uh, you know, cut it to, I think it was one point. I think it was 89-90, I believe. And uh, we know the rest of the story from there, but, uh, but the Bulls made a really solid run there. And then the last five minutes of the game, I really felt like the Bulls were settling for too many three-pointers. They were open. Vooch had that one little, uh, like, it was like a dribble handoff. But then the defender went with the guy he was going to hand it off to. I think that was Kobe White, maybe, or maybe it was Zach. It was somebody. And so Vooch just kind of did a reverse pivot into a three-pointer that's wide open. And that's an open shot. I mean, I'm not going to say that's a bad shot. But 
I believe I'd have to watch the tape again. I'm doing this right after the game, obviously, but I believe there was like maybe 15 seconds left on the shot clock. Maybe 14, 13. And even though a shot is a good shot and it's an open shot, that stuff, that stuff matters. When it comes in, the shot clock matters. Like, sure, you can get an open Vooch three-pointer. You can probably get an open Vooch three-pointer many, many times. We saw it tonight. Uh, what did Vooch shoot from the three? He shot um, three of seven from three-pointers, and I would say probably all of them were wide open. Like, not really a defender anywhere close to him. But when you're taking it with like 15, 14, 13 seconds left on the shot clock, you're eliminating your, your opportunity to get a DeMar DeRozan mid-range jump shot. You're eliminating opportunity to get Zach Levine going downhill to the rim, finishing through contact. You're eliminating your ability to get a, a Vooch, uh, you know, turnaround hook shot in the middle of the lane because you've taken that shot. now, And the Bulls probably are not going to get a second chance because they are, they're just not a very good rebounding team. They're not going to get an offensive rebound. So you've got a, what? What's food shooting from three this season? Like 30-something percent, right? So you got it yourself a 30-something. Maybe we'll give it a bump because he's wide open. But it's off the dribble, too. So we're not going to give it a bump. So whatever his, his career averages or his uh, season averages, 30-something percent shot. When you could have gotten yourself a 45, 46, 47, 48% and yeah, there's math involved. It's three, three is uh, compared to a two, uh, all that good stuff. I mean, you know, sure. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not the best shot. Like if you were to give a grade A to F, that specific shot is probably like, you know, a C minus. <laughs> like maybe a C. We'll give it a C, sure. We'll be generous. It's an average shot. Uh, we need to hunt for above average shots. That's just what we have to do. Uh, Kobe White didn't have his best game. Four of ten from the field, three of nine from behind the arc. Um, Thirteen points, three assists, uh, only one turnover. Not his best showing. Uh, only twenty three minutes tonight. Um, I had assumed. I don't know what was going on with Io, man. Io's defense was like, like a turnstile. I mean, I think. Uh, let me give Darren Fox his credit, man, because Darren Fox is just is just he, he that man's a problem on the offensive side of the basketball. Like he might have some defensive lapses, might have some maturity issues, he might have some whatever you want to say. I see a lot of Darren Fox slander on Twitter, and maybe he deserves it. I don't watch enough Kings basketball to really tell you, uh, you know, with a straight face like this like this guy's not good or this guy is good. But from what I see tonight, uh, in the when the Bulls play this guy on the offensive side of the basketball, this man is a killer. He is. He's a tough guy to lock down, man. He, I mean, I, I'm not going to say he's tougher than Trey Young. And Io did a great job on Trey. He's a different kind of beast, man. He's a different kind of kind of player. Like, he's going to get past you. He's, he's got lots of quickness. Lots of quickness. And when he gets going, man, there's no way you can stop him from getting to the field. He's got some strength, too, on him, man. So, um, But Io was, like, was getting cooked. He was getting cooked, man. <laughs> so... Uh, not too happy about that. I also shot 0 of 5 from 3. He had a couple of big uh, opportunities late in the game. Not exactly what we need him to do necessarily. We do need him to knock down an open jumper, but, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to put this at his feet, but Io did not have a great game. No, he did not. Did not. 
I did like what I saw Tristan Thompson. I already mentioned him a little bit, but uh, just his activities, drawing drawing fouls again on the offensive boards, uh, a couple steals, a couple blocks in just 15 minutes, uh, five personal fouls. I don't mind it, man. That's perfect. 15-minute roll there for Tristan Thompson. I thought he brought it tonight. I thought Alex Crusoe brought it tonight. So I thought our bench, bench guys really brought it. It was just the rest of our team that just did not bring Javante Green only got 17 minutes, which is a little surprising. You see him on the sidelines there, man. That guy was playing so well for us. And I think, um, if I'm remembering correctly, he's been seeing like 23 or less minutes in the last, you know, couple of games, handful of games. And obviously that's that coincided with Caruso being back. But I, I just don't know if you need – I think you might need to play this guy a little bit more. Uh, maybe cut Jared Jones Jr. out of the lineup unless we need that small ball center. Um, which I don't really feel like we needed tonight because you've got Sabonis out there, and Sabonis was just crushing us on the interior. Sabonis was 6 of 15 uh, from the field, but uh, in that first half, I, I can't – maybe I can see it. Let's see if I can see first half stats here. Oh, bad gateway. I can't – oh, wait. Yes, I can, maybe. Here we go. First half. DeMontis Sabonis was 5 of 11, so much better. Uh, didn't end – great but uh he was crushing us inside man like uh we just couldn't do much about it so when you got something like that happening i mean i just don't think uh derrick jones jr is going to bring a whole lot to the table to be honest with you i, I, I love derrick jones jr i don't want to like disparage him like he's you know decent but uh i just don't think that's the right recipe man i would have liked to see more javante green um work in the offensive glass able to hit that three-pointer with a certain level of, of confidence. One of one tonight, so there you go. Um, One quick little bit of news here, though, some good news, which I'm getting from Twitter. Um, several different sources uh, reported this. I'm currently looking at Cody Westerland of the 670 The Scores Twitter account. Uh, Billy Donovan believes Patrick Williams' wrist will be back sometime in March. He didn't reveal an exact date. So all that stuff, I mean, good. We were expecting that, right? We've been talking about getting him back maybe for the last 10, 12 games of the season. If he comes back at some point in March, let's say he comes back uh, our very last game of March, which would be March 31st, that would give him one, two, three, four, five, six games with the Bulls before the playoffs start. I'd love to see him come back a little sooner than that. Preferably like March 24th against the Pelicans. That'd be perfect. But that's coming up, man. That's a, just a, a little over a week away. So I don't know if he can actually uh, get back in that time. But man, that's expected. So all that's expected. But then, then here's the interesting part of uh, Cody's tweet. Donovan's preference is to bring Williams off the bench when he's ready. That's interesting. That is interesting. Um, I, now, I wouldn't read too much into that because I think most players that are, like, younger or not as experienced, I think when they come back from injury, you don't want to thrust them right in a starting role. A lot of them come back and, and you know, start, start the game off the bench, and then after, like, several games, they find their way back into the starting lineup. So I don't think that's something where, like, Donovan's saying, oh, this is he's going to be a bench player and we're going to stick with that and, you know, Javante Green's going to start over him or something like that. I, I, would, I don't take it as that. I just take it as, like, we're going to ease him back into this. Um, but it is interesting to think about, I mean, what if he does 
uh, wind up, you know, bringing Patrick Williams off the bench to kind of show up our de- our defense from our bench and, and maybe a little bit of our offense too. maybe give Patrick Williams a little more opportunity on the offensive end. He flashed a little bit of that uh, potential in the summer league where he was really the, the guy. And uh, so, you know, that is interesting to think about. Uh, I, I would have to think about it a little bit more and ask Trey what he thinks about it. Also, I'm curious to see what he's, his thoughts are there. So, when he gets back, we'll talk about it. But I'm tired, man. I don't know if you can tell. I'm like, my mind is like wandering. Uh, it is late here. It is past midnight. I'm usually asleep by now. So uh, I'm going to cut it. But quickly before I sign off, we want to also remind you all to use coupon code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at MyBookie.ag. Use code HoopBall on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at Keith And guys and girls, Please follow our show at Ethos Bulls. It would do us a huge favor. Until next time, guys. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $129 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $249 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs>